Coming up on Tech News Today, Chrome survives the Pwn to Own Challenge at Kansak West in Vancouver, but there's a very interesting reason why that we'll tell you. Also, AOL lays off 900 and then outsources 300 jobs from India. Where do they go? We'll tell you. Also, Wi-Fi aircraft interference is overhyped. We'll explain what's really going on with the Honeywell Display Unit Phase 3. All that more coming up. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Tech News Today is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is Tech News Today for Thursday, March 10th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog for a free 14-day trial. Go to Squarespace.com slash TNT. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Sarah Lane. And this is the show where we read the tech news so you don't have to. And we make some sense of it all for you. Uh, joining us from Intuit's small business blog, Mr. Chris Knoll, back on the show. Good to have you back, Chris. Woo. Hello, America. <laughs> I and love beyond. <laughs> That's right, and beyond. We've even got some viewers in Sweden. That's actually one of the reasons I was doing my talk out in Orlando, was talk about having a global audience. Because with podcasting and the internet, you can't help it. It's never been easier. They can all watch you. Yeah, but if you don't want them in to. In China. Right. Uh, let's start off today with uh, Facebook at the White House. Uh, the White House had an anti-bullying conference uh, trying to raise awareness about bullying and how online bullying is, is making things worse sometimes for kids. Uh, Facebook has now revamped its safety center, uh, simplifying the language, approving its guide for adults and young people. But the big thing they're talking about is the ability to report abuse to friends as well as moderators. So you can still report to Facebook to say, hey, this person's doing a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're not sure, if you're like, want a little advice, you can get help from a trusted friend and and it just sends it to them and they act as a moderator to tell you maybe you can work it out without having to report them to, report them to Facebook. Interesting. I wonder if a lot of parents will become trusted friends to their kids who have Facebook accounts. That could be a good relationship to have where it's like, listen, here, you know the rules. You're not supposed to talk to weirdos. If someone says something to you, can you just let me know and we can do it in the kind of the Facebook format so it's not like you're coming to your mom. You're kind of doing it. You're, you're staying within the uh, the Facebook wall and it's kind of cooler. I, see that. Yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty interesting idea at first because Facebook's come under a lot of fire for not doing much about cyberbullying, uh, much of the same uh, attack that MySpace got into a few years ago. But then I started thinking more and more about it, and isn't this, isn't this Facebook saying, you know, don't tell us, go tell your parents, go tell your friends that we don't want to deal with it? Um, and I think, in the end, I mean, how is this really any different than forwarding um, a nasty email you get to somebody else? I mean, what, what is really going on behind the scenes that's different with this? I think it's just a way to make it easier so that when you click that report this, you know, you're angry and somebody's just said something awful and you're going to report it. Then it gives you an option right there that makes it easy to say, hey, you want to maybe you want to tell this to somebody else and figure it out before you go directly to the police. Also, I mean, Facebook, we talked about it earlier in the week, teamed up with the Samaritans to be able to report to Facebook if somebody was maybe possibly saying that they wanted to commit suicide. That's something where it's like you don't want to you need to tell the people who will then tell the authorities and save somebody's life. If you're just 
if I'm mad at you, maybe I really do need to just talk about it with a third party. I mean, Facebook can't get complaints anytime anyone feels slighted or you cut me out of the picture or that sort of thing. And Facebook. also with bullying, sometimes if you, you, know, you and a friend confront a bully, you can turn that bully from being a bully and that's the best way to handle it. I think that's that's one of the messages here is, you know, you, you using conflict rev resolution versus right. just like telling on someone. Exactly. But uh, Chris, yeah, I, I see your point. Yeah, well, I see your point, Chris, that, it, you know, you can kind of add a button and then say, look, we care. See, we care. Right, yeah, we'll be in and what happens now. You know, does this actually ha does this actually make a difference? Uh, do people feel safer within the walls of Facebook? based on having this button to click, but I don't know. We'll see. Pwned own in uh, day two now at Cansec West up in Vancouver. Yesterday, uh, Safari, IE8, and Chrome were under the gun. Uh, Safari 5.03 on a fully patched Mac OS 10, 10.6.6, fell in five seconds to French <laughs> security vendor Vupen. Uh, they said it took them two weeks to assemble the exploit. It was uh, it was it was quite a challenge uh, because not, they said not because WebKit doesn't have vulnerabilities, it does, uh, but they said to get around some of the uh, the 64-bit vulnerabilities, there's not a lot of documentation uh, around them. Also, two-bit Internet uh, Explorer. I'm sorry, 32-bit Internet Explorer 8 on 64-bit uh, Windows. I'd like to see two-bit <laughs> seven That'd be awesome. uh, with Service Pack One was pwned by Stephen Fewer of Harmony Security. Uh, took him six weeks to assemble his attack. Chrome did not get pwned because the only person signed up to attack it didn't show up. He was a no-show. Well, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the rules, I guess, is that um, the rules this year were altered. The configuration needs to be... Fr like So Safari patched a bunch of stuff yesterday. Right. I mean, they still got pwned very, very quickly, but they uh, the the folks who got in could legally be using 5.0.3 rather right. than 5.0.4. They just wouldn't get the prizes because that's just well, the they way got, it goes. Well, they got, they got the device, but right. not the cash. Yeah, so it's, I mean, there's an incentive, obviously, to be able to crack the newest version, but it keeps companies from just patching everything up at the last minute and then being like, can't pwn us if yeah. you've been practicing. But the, they said that the Chrome guy may have thought, oh, shoot, because Chrome uh, patched up a bunch of stuff last minute, too, Hmm, I want money, and I don't think I'm going to be able to crack this. Yeah. I think I can only crack the prior version that I've been practicing on. And I'm not all coming. I get is a CR48. Don't want not it. Not a MacBook Pro. Don't want it. So I'm out. Yeah. Uh, Vupen, their their Safari uh, exploit actually worked both on 5.0.3 and 5.0.4, even though they'd never tested it on 5.0.4. Right. So, <laughs> way to patch, Safari. Way to patch. Uh, also, uh, the uh, exploits will not be published until the vendors have had a chance to patch the exploits uh, themselves. So you won't be able to find out how particularly they did this. Mm. On trial today, and I'm keeping an eye out uh, to see if, they, if we have any results yet because I'm not sure what time it happens. But Firefox browser mm -hmm. uh, is going up to be owned and uh, iPhone, BlackBerry OS, Android, and Windows Phone 7. Cool. Any, uh, any bets? I don't know. I think these all seem pretty, uh, pretty hackable. Chris, yeah, they they go down all the time. I, I can't imagine that any of them are going to survive. It depends on what the prizes are. Right. Chrome <laughs> remains unbeaten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are the are the prizes different for the phones? Uh, you get the phone. 
Oh, and right. I, I don't remember which models you get for each one. Obviously, with the iPhone, you get an iPhone 4, but uh, I'm not sure which BlackBerry. I think the Android is probably There's an something where you're like, this is some unsecure piece of crap. I don't even want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. this thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. You hacked into this thing. You have it. <laughs> now it's yours. You broke it. You buy it. <laughs> or you, you're given it. AOL uh, cut 900 jobs today, as expected. That's 20% of their workforce. 200 of the 900 came from the U.S. content and technology divisions, uh, the majority of those being editorial jobs. Apparently, TechCrunch and Engadget were untouched, though. That's the rumor. I haven't got confirmation on that. 700 of the jobs came from India, uh, where they outsourced 300 of them and laid off the other 400, which... Obviously, there's an outsourcing to India joke in there somewhere if you really wanted to make it. But I am curious, on the one hand, whether those jobs were outsourced locally or, you know, if they went, I don't know, Chris, do they go to China or something if you want to get cheaper? I, you know, I, you got to go. When you go, when you leave India, you pretty much have to go to China. But I, there isn't any information on what they're doing with those 300 jobs out there. And uh, it's a little bit of a mystery. I think it's also just kind of amazing that a company like AOL is now hinging its entire future on the Huffington Post. I mean, who would have thought 10 years ago this is where we'd be? Well, yeah, the, the uh, editorial jobs that were moved out uh, were moved out to make way for the jobs coming in from HuffPo. Uh, they said there's a net gain of something like 12 positions overall when you add all of the Huffington Post staffers and then take away all the folks they laid off. That's a lot of folks work, working for Huffington Post. Like, a lot of folks. Well, yeah, because every everything editorial is the, is the Huffington Post Media Group now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's um, bigger than Tech News Today. Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot bigger. Not I mean, much isn't. You figure that a lot of those positions in India were, I don't know, customer support for their dial-up branch. Well, yeah, they, and they just and don't need that many anymore. Uh, all things D leaked out the uh, the the memo uh, sent around, and and they said in the memo that in India they're going to shift from being a business process center mm -hmm. to being a consumer products group focused on the Asian Pacific market. So. I think this is interesting from a worldwide uh, strategy that India being seen, at least by AOL, and you, you make an argument about whether they're business visionaries or not, but they're, they're betting that in India, that's the place to center your Asian Pacific business rather than your place to save money on, by running a back office. Uh, HPCEO said the same thing mm -hmm. just recently. India, take them seriously. It's interesting also how much smaller AOL is than it was at the height of its Time Warner partnership where they had about 20K folks working for them. Last year, you might remember, uh, they also laid off about 2,300 people. They have about 5,000 employees now, so a quarter of what they once well, were. they have 4,100 now, or or is it go back up? With it, the... Well, it's 5,000 after the, okay. yeah. Right. After the recent news. Gotcha. But still, I mean, it's, you know, they've, they've really had to restructure. Different company. So will, India, will India get its own Huffington Post? Is that what Huff India Post? That's Huff not, India Post. That doesn't roll off the tongue. That doesn't work. No. It probably means something nasty in Hindu too. It, that's possible. Yeah. Hindi. Hindi, not yeah. Hindu. It probably means something nasty. <laughs> Two Hindus language. or in it's Hindi. Just one letter. Yes. Just one letter. And easy to get wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you would like to start a Squarespace blog. Uh, to protest my mixing up Hindu and Hindi, I'm it's doing easy it right now. and it's free. You just go to squarespace.com right now. You can have a blog like that. You could be the next Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. You could be sold for billions of dollars to, to some company that doesn't know what it's doing because you know what you're doing, and it could all start right now. You could be passing up this chance on millions of dollars. But, the, hey, don't take, you know, don't sweat off my back. Mm -mm. You don't have to go to squarespace.com and try out their easy-to-use UI or 
their site that's optimized for both beginners and CSS experts or take advantage of one of their hundreds of design templates. You can just let that money sit on the table. Let somebody else take it. It's all-inclusive service. And when your blog gets really popular, Squarespace adapts to the size of your audience. So you don't have to worry about running it all yourself. But, you know, there's no need. I mean, it's, it's, it's really expensive. It's a 14-day free trial that you don't even have to use a credit card to sign up for. But, no. but don't do it, okay? Don't Especially if you like our show, don't go to squarespace.com slash TNT. No, don't do that. Because then... Don't, you know, it, don't import from another blog that you're not really enjoying. Right, right. You could use that as an excuse. Easy. Right. It's too easy. too easy to import, so don't do that. Yeah, if you use WordPress, TypePad, Movable Type you're Blogger. You're not going to waste your Sunday. Yeah. You could easily import that to Squarespace because they have tools for all of that. Mm -hmm. But why? No. Because money will ruin your life. If you make things too easy, you become unproductive and lazy. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah. All right. Now that we've made that clear. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to, uh, don't forget, squarespace.com slash TNT for a 14-day free really, trial. It's really, really great service. Uh, we use it. I use it on Forecast and Sword and Laser. I use it for my personal blog. That's why I'm so rich. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Rolling in it. I sleep on money. I, I, actually sold, I actually sold my bed of money to Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly. You can, and I got a really good rate. Yeah. And I charged her in euros. Yeah. Uh, HP uh, is under attack from a hostile part of their shareholding audience. International Shareholder Services recommends not supporting HP's newly nominated board members. Uh, they say the rules were not followed since Leo Apotheker participated in the nomination process. Uh, they point to uh, a part of the rules that say that the, the board members should be nominated by independent directors. And Apotheker is not independent. He's the CEO. Mm. Uh, so they're, they're saying do not vote for these new board members. Now, oddly, these are the board members nominated to replace other board members that were implicated in all of the shenanigans around Mark Hurd. Well, and, and Apotheker has been very vocal, um, even though sometimes he dances around it, that he wants things to change from when Hurd was in control. This is not going to be the company that lost its soul when Hurd was in command. But he's doing the same thing, at least as far as board directors. He wants to pick and choose. Yeah, Chris, I Pretty mean, much this is... this is for the course for HP. I mean, I, they, they've been getting into trouble this way for the better part of a decade now. I remember the... HP spying on journalist scandal. I was I was afraid to write about HP for years, and uh, here they go again. I mean, what, this is not a company that's uh, embracing change uh, in any any stretch of the imagination. Uh, what what the ISS points out is that uh, Senequir's company and the two. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Apotheker. What's it? Where's that echo coming from? Oh, we were getting a little echo off of your uh, off your mic, Chris. I'm not sure why. Okay. Uh, Apotheker with. Do you have your speakers up? No. Uh, with four of its nominated directors, he's on an advisory board of Senequir's company, and the two are both members of Schneider Electric. Uh, Meg Whitman, Russo, and Reiner uh, are also customers of HP. While he, or, I'm sorry, were his customers while he was chief executive at SAP. So there's a lot of business relationships between these guys. But mm -hmm. then you, you look at any board of directors these days, and you're yeah. going to find a lot of business relationships it between the directors and and the CEO because you're wanting to find experienced people who've been around and they all know each other. Well, and especially if you see eye to eye on on big picture, uh, I don't know, directives and, and, and you think that the company should be going in the same direction and you agree on that sort of thing. It's like some of that, there will be some overlap as far as having a board of directors and a CEO that have past relationships or relationships in other ways. I mean, that can, that can help a company, not always hurt it. 
Yeah. That's this, uh, this is corporate America. I mean, this is this is what uh, the whole Wall Street financial crisis of uh, 2008 happened uh, because of there was no real independent oversight and CEOs were appointing the board members and nobody nobody was uh, controlling the reins to, to what was going on with the company. So, you know, the, this is going to happen. All right. Another thing that's going to happen is malware is going to show up in China. That's that's you can you can take that to the bank right along with. Um, I don't believe it for a second. Corporate executives doing favors for each other. A trojanized version of the Google Android security tool has showed up in a Chinese marketplace. Uh, this is the Android market security tool that is supposed to fix the exploit that allowed 58 pieces of malware to masquerade as apps in the Android marketplace. Mm -hmm. uh, it is used to clean up the devices infected with the malware. Someone repackaged it, inserted code that seems to be able to send SMS messages uh, from a command and control server, and put it on an unregulated third-party Chinese marketplace. So it shows the ingenuity of the hackers. At the same time, you have to be going to this weird third-party marketplace to use it. I imagine its impact would be mostly on Chinese users. And even then, I mean, what do they think they're getting? Yeah, why aren't they just using the Android Marketplace? Exactly. Why, do you, Chris, do you know of any reason why someone would have to use a, an unregulated third party? Or is, is it just I, one of those things where you want the independence and you're looking for stuff that isn't in the Android Marketplace? I would assume that that happens through uh, search engine stuff. So people go looking for Android uh, malware remover and it gets to some website as opposed to going through the Android Marketplace. And it's strictly designed for people who don't know where to go uh, because... Yeah, you would have to be pretty oblivious to, to use this tool in the first place. And I, I don't think it's going to make a very big impact, but it is uh, a sign of things to come. You know, we are going to see more and more really clever ways of, uh, of taking advantage of people who don't know any better. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you, you have to remember, even if you're, if you're using an unregulated third-party marketplace, the, the onus is on you to be careful. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you probably won't do is download something called Android Market Security Tool from a third-party marketplace. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it's one of those things like spam where a small enough percentage of people will do it that it makes it worthwhile doing. That's the thing. Is it's I very mean, easy to avoid it. It's also, it's very easy for us to say, who would download an app that said that? But maybe to some security, okay. That this sounds like something I should have. Or let's just try it out and see if it's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a thrill. I, well, or I'm looking for a security tool, and I just don't know what I'm getting. Yeah. It happens all the time. You should spend more time in tech support, Tom, and you'll see all sorts of things. Right. Oh, believe me. <laughs> the mistakes that people make. I definitely know that. Uh, and and, and, and I, I think that's the thing is that the people who you're talking about, those people in tech support who call up and, and wonder why their foot pedal isn't working, are probably not going to unregulated third-party marketplaces either. They're sort no, of. I'm a, saying they don't know that they're on an unregulated marketplace. Well, I don't know how they'd find it. They'd have to, you know, they, those. Your basic user just uses whatever's there on your phone. I wonder if they're getting See. to these websites by. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways. Now, Chris is right. There's all kinds of ways to, <laughs> yeah. to, to get in there. All right, uh, YMAX is under assault. Well, not YMAX, but Clearwire. We, I have received some very angry letters from a few Clearwire subscribers demanding that we investigate what's going on with them with their throttling mm -hmm. uh, over the years. And uh, finally, now customers complaining has come to a head 
with a lawsuit. 15 users have filed a lawsuit over the company's throttling practices, accusing Clearwire of not delivering advertised high-speed Internet service to customers and charging them termination fees when they walk away unsatisfied. Uh, this, this is exactly the thing that people have emailed describing, and I couldn't really get any confirmation on it mm -hmm. until now. Here, here's what's going on. On their website, Clearwire says usage is unlimited. Believe it. You can upload, download, and surf as much as you want for one low price with any of the clear internet plans. We don't slow down your connection the way some internet providers do if we think you're using too much bandwidth. However, in October, Clearwire clarified how sometimes it decides to throttle the network. Uh, and they said they do it to try to relieve network congestion by throttling, but they don't do it by individual. And they don't do it based on a protocol. So they, how do they do it? I guess they just slow it down for everybody. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, you're not targeting specific people, but are you targeting specific usage? A lot of video, for example. Uh, no, if you're they, not say, they say that they're not. But, uh, but, but it's like what, we're running out of options. Carrier treats everyone equally, and it doesn't target specific applications, but it also didn't offer details on what it does. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe your max speed goes from 6 megabits to 4 megabits, something like that? Yeah, exactly. But everybody's does. Well, and that, that's the implication here, which sounds even worse. Uh, some, some users were reporting Internet connections on their home Internet as slow as 256K. Mm, that's, that's harsh. Well, it's so harsh that apparently it caused uh, Clearwire to uh, get rid of its CEO. Uh, they announced a broad revamp of its executive suite on Thursday, replacing CEO Bill Morrow and several other executives. Morrow is leaving for personal reasons. He will be throttled and eliminated. <laughs> Uh, on an interim basis by company board chairman John Stanton. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like thing, things are not going well for Clearwire. You right know now. what? All Clearwire had to do was not say things like, you can believe it. We're not going to throttle usage like those other guys. We're going to throttle it in an because entirely by, different way. By saying that, you just really, really upset your user base when they realize actually you're doing that. Yeah. Just don't say things like that. Well, that's the thing is they, they obviously very carefully phrase this like, we're not going to target you for your behavior, which we're not. We're going to target everyone and throttle everyone down to 255 kilobits per second on the tower. People don't enjoy semantic conversations when it comes to their internet. Yeah. <laughs> throttling definitely all right a uh, a lot of headlines out there today about wi-fi being proven to interfere with aircraft well better interfere good because i like my wi-fi in the air well here's what's uh, here's what's actually going on okay. as far as i can tell uh they were during certification for aerosols go go wireless it was discovered that wi-fi could interfere with honeywell phase three display units uh, in fact, three specific part numbers are found to be affected. The display panels would flicker but return within an acceptable period of time while the Wi-Fi was running at elevated power levels. Uh, so, so this is a very extreme case mm -hmm. of it happening. Uh, Boeing is, however, because of that, suspending installation of these systems while it works to rectify the issue. Uh, for instance, on a Boeing business jet fitted with in-flight connectivity, there is a note in the logbook that says, Phase 3 DUs, those are display units, are not to be installed. Version 4 is fine. Version 2 is fine. Mm. So it's not saying you can't fly a plane with Wi-Fi. It's saying if you've got these display units from Honeywell... You can't install Wi-Fi and vice versa. I would be really surprised if 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 little um, if little blips on the radar, if you'll pardon the really bad pun, uh, don't come up now and then. I mean, we're experimenting Apparently with Wi-Fi. Well, 
I mean, they're finding models of... Apparently, this is really unusual. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah well, but I, I mean... Have, I have a Honeywell Phase 3 display unit right here, and it has so many problems when I use it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, they, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. In 20 years of testing on cell phones, they haven't found any any proven link between uh, between airplane uh, avionics or uh, electronics instrumentation having problem with cell phones on planes. But uh, in a relatively short amount of time with Wi-Fi on planes, this, uh, this has cropped up. So I, I think that's surprising and interesting. Panasonic partner Aeromobile's X-Phone, uh, which provides in-flight mobile connectivity for the Emirates Airlines, Turkish Airlines, and V Australia, that's Virgin's Australian version, uh, announced that uh, it is not going to install X-Phone on the aircraft that those three airlines have ordered because those three airlines come with the Honeywell uh, Phase 3 display unit. Hey, I like my Wi-Fi as much as the next guy. I don't want anything flickering up in the uh, <laughs> cockpit. Just, that, just don't do it. That's the thing, right? It's like they're very clear to say, look, uh, we have never seen this happen in the air. We have never seen it happen in regular practice. We have only seen it happen at this extreme test level. Right. And yet, this is an airplane, so we're not taking any chances. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when you say high power getting drawn from the Wi-Fi, I mean, what happens when everybody's got an iPad in their lap? Well, I think I think this is this is extreme power, elevated power level. So yeah. they're cranking this thing up as fa farther than uh, it could than ever be could pushed. Ever... Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you want it that that's how you harden a system, right? Mm -hmm. As you do that. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's move on to the news fuse. Forget your fears of long lines for the PS3 deprived in Europe. Call off that Berlin PS3 airlift and forget making millions of euros in a black market of PS3 sales. The Hague's Civil Court of Justice has ruled in Sony's favor in its dispute with LG over patents and released 300,000 PS3s currently seized by customs. They are free! Free at last! <laughs> LG also has to cough up 130,000 euros in legal fees as well. Uh, the actual patent dispute that led to the seizure, though, is far from over. Apple's revised their in-app purchase policy to help prevent kids from running up bills on their parents' phones and iPads because parents apparently just don't like that. They don't like paying for things that kids bought by accident. Apple said its new device software, iOS 4.3, made available on Wednesday, will come with a feature that requires a password when in-app purchases are made. So it's not just to get into the App Store, it's within the app itself. Previously, once a password was entered, any kind of purchase, store or in-app, could be made without entering an additional password for 15 minutes. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I've never, I don't know, I guess I never tested it, but so I can now, see where that would be a problem. Because of your children, Chris Knoll. We have Thank to enter you. our password We have to enter so our password every times. time. This has happened to me. Uh, you, when you have a four-year-old who just loves to push buttons, he buys things. Uh -huh. And uh, if you don't need that password for in-app stuff, I've, I've gotten my email. You know how the iPhone, uh, when you buy something, email comes like three days later for your invoice. It's like, what, is all, what are all these 99-cent charges for uh, weapons for games I haven't played in three months? <laughs> now I just need them to make it harder to delete apps from Kids, your they phone. buy the darnest things. And they delete all the stuff I wanted they and needed it all. desperately. <laughs> all right, uh, Square's CEO Jack Dorsey has responded to the claims we talked about yesterday by Verifone that its mobile payment service is insecure. Uh, Jack Dorsey says, quote, Today one of our competitors alleged that the Square card reader is insecure. This is not a fair or accurate claim, and it overlooks all the protections already built into your credit card. Uh, he went on to describe how the Square system is no different than handing over a card to your waiter and made a lot of the arguments that you and Darren did yesterday. Interesting.
Uh, the U.S. House Commerce Subcommittee on Communications and Technology really rolls off the tongue. That's a cool name. Has now passed a new measure that, if ultimately adopted, would block the FCC's net neutrality rules. The measure now heads to the Energy and Commerce Committee, and even if it passes uh, in the full U.S. House, it would have to pass the, mo uh, the more net neutrality-friendly Senate. So... Remains to be seen. Yeah. it's They have just begun to fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Google unveiled a tool that will let users block unwanted websites as the company aims to improve the quality of its search results. Users can click on a link in query results that gives them the option to hide all listings from sites that they dislike or find offensive or of low quality or really for any reason like, you know, I just didn't want to. Uh, Google said in a blog post, uh, this now is, has begun, and once an internet domain is blocked, the user will no longer see those results in future searches. Hmm. Master but objects. They, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, do they use that information to help make rankings in the future? Not yet. For everybody else. Not yet. That's question. Yeah. Maybe they will one day. I'll try to do this again without my voice cracking this time. Master Objects, Master which, objects. Master objects which offers Ajax and Flash-based software solutions that provide immediate search results and suggestions to web users, now says it owns a patent that covers the technology used for said search suggestions. Instant search. And Amazon.com, not Google, but Amazon is their first target. They must think Amazon has worse lawyers. Maybe. Fewer. At, Can at CanSec West, a pair of security researchers from Germany demonstrated several techniques that enable them to remotely reboot, shut down, or even completely disable many popular mobile phones with simply a text message. Uh, Nico Gold and Colin Mulliner relied on setting up a GSM network and sending specially crafted SMS messages to handsets. Uh, the pair showed a video of phones rebooting, freezing, and generally acting flaky after the hack. Hmm. All right, people. Buy a TV now. I demand you. To buy a TV. Why, you ask? Because they're getting cheaper. And that's a really good reason to buy things. Pricing for flat panel TVs in the U.S. fell for a third consecutive month in February as manufacturers sought to clear old inventory and make room for new 2011 models, according to IHSI Supply. Average TV pricing in the U.S. in February dropped uh, to about 1100 bucks, which is down 2.3% from the January level of 1134 Well, 11, so it dropped, oh, I don't know, 25 bucks or so, with the biggest percentage decrease occurring in sets sized 21 to 29 inches, and those larger than 50. Nothing in the 30 to 40 range. Crucial, those are all the same. Crucial Wax nailed it. He's like, last chance to get a non-3D TV. <laughs> Waiting for right. the 4D. Yeah. <laughs> On to our uh, final story. NASA is developing uh, with the Ad Astra rocket company a plasma engine. Ad Astra is headed by Dr. Franklin Chang Diaz. He's a former astronaut and a physicist, and he's already built an experimental prototype version of the Variable Specific Impulse Magnetoplasma Rocket, a.k.a. Vasimer. Vasimer works by squirting stuff out of its exhaust. Uh, that's the way the register describes it. Uh, just as a normal rocket does. The difference is that it does so much more violently, hurling its argon reaction mass out as a plasma as hot as the interior of the sun and moving at better than 50 kilometers per second. Now, you can't take off from the ground because it doesn't go off fast enough to get you up in the air, but you don't need as much fuel. So what this is good for is you use a regular rocket to get it up there, mm -hmm. and then it could actually go to Mars in 39 days because of the sustained propulsion, whereas a regular rocket has to fire in bursts. And how long would it take to go to Mars? 39 days. But... Oh, you mean normally like yeah. six weeks? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's quite a savings. 
in time. I thought it was six months. I'm sorry, six months. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's even six months. Six weeks is actually close to 39 days. The real question, though, is, is this compatible with the Honeywell Phase 3 display unit? Well, uh, so far, testing has not has not showed that it's not. Right. You're just going to upgrade to the 4. Yeah. They, now, be okay. because of that small but sustained propulsion, uh, they were going to start using it for the International Space Station because they have to, you know, every once in a while do burns to, to stay in, in position. Uh, but it looks like NASA is not going to send it to ISS. They said they're going to send it to some other platform. We don't know what that is. Interesting. On to the calendar. Microsoft France pegs Windows Phone 7's copy and paste update for the second half of March. Okay. Great. Yeah, this is the fifth or sixth rumor that we've gotten that the copy paste update's coming. Mm. It's is is copy paste the new Duke Nukem? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's getting there. Not quite yet. Uh, the Senate's passed patent reform after stripping out all controversial measures. Patent reform is now uncontroversial. Yes. Well, Thank they, you, they, government. They basically passed patent reform that, that solves only uh, the, the most agreed upon issues, uh, the most egregious issues. But one of the things it'll do is it'll help them plow through the backlog faster, which is good. Love that. Best Buy has knocked down the Nexus S down to 100 bucks for two weeks only. So if you want a Nexus S and you've got 100 bucks to burn, these are your weeks. PlayStation update arrives today. Couples console to cloud. It couples the console to the cloud, rather. It's not for couples necessarily, although <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. Uh, and also disconnects hackers. Yeah. So hack and it allows you to set the time it takes before your controllers are deactivated. Uh, why would you need that? You don't. Okay. Really? <laughs> it's just something cool. <laughs> it's, I mean, some people do, maybe. They get upset. <laughs> oh, that always deactivates before I want it to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the iPad 2 goes on sale tomorrow. If you haven't heard about that already, yeah. it's kind of a big deal in small circles. Uh, 5 p.m. local time in stores. 1 a.m., a very convenient 1 a.m. time. For if online. If you want to order online. Yeah. 1 a.m., come on. Well, it's basically saying, we're you know, as soon as you get up in the morning, you can order one online. But I'm not getting up at 1 a.m. Well, you don't have to get, it's not like getting in line at the store. You don't have to order it right at 1 a.m. I know, but. Or do you? Or will they run out? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. I just, for anyone who likes to order online, I think that that's somewhat of an inopportune time to feel like you were first, to feel Every, like you were on top of everybody's it. Everybody's going crazy about the fact that Apple is starting a new store at South by Southwest in Austin. Yeah, you know, what's weird is that Apple has uh, two stores in Austin. There's Barton Springs and the other one, yeah. uh, which name is escaping me. But one's in a mall and one's kind of like the flagship store. They, but neither of them are right downtown near the convention center. Well, they have a new pop-up store, which is sort of one of these stores that isn't permanent. You know, so they put up sort of cheap siding, and it's like something kind of like a glorified garage where they're actually well, having a store. It's a really nice building, the Scarborough building. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering if maybe it's they've like... They've blacked like, out all the windows downstairs, and it, they're busily working inside. Is it maybe inside. the garage or something? No, it's, 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 it's on the first floor. The first floor was empty. It was, it was, un, it was unleashed. Oh, so I they're see. in there quickly putting together a store. Have you seen pop-up stores before? Yes. Like the, there's a Mac pop-up store in the Northgate Mall. Uh, I didn't know over that. in San Rafael. Didn't know that. And it looks just like a Mac store, except it's got like le fewer decorations uh -huh. and it says temporary. Interesting. <laughs> you know, they're putting up a pop-up beer garden near my house. Uh, they won't be selling iPad 2s, but they will be selling beer. So I'm into it. Yeah. yeah, so this is really cool for all the geeks in Austin who are like, I want to get the iPad 2, but I'm not taking a taxi, you know, anywhere w w outside of a 10 block radius of the convention center. They're going to sell a lot more iPad 2s this way. It's a pretty good idea.
Uh, and of course, that will kick off our South by Southwest coverage. We're going to start uh, yeah, probably before, two or three. Some, before some, you and I even land. Yeah, somewhere between two and three tomorrow. Uh, Leo and friends will be at the pop-up store. Uh, ready to buy. Well, Leo won't. He's on our flight. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, Brian somebody, Brushwood okay. and Lisa Bettany and Eileen and yeah, she, our Eileen's going to buy me an iPad. And me, too. I uh, told her I wanted the white. I told her that she had to buy me one first. Well, if there are any problems with Wi-Fi on planes, you're going to find out Yes, yeah, that's on true. that flight. Uh, <laughs> what do I got to do? Marry Eileen to be first in line? Essentially, yes. Very rude. Uh, so, so, yeah, so our coverage kicks off at uh, somewhere between 2 and 3, because mm -hmm. at 3 o'clock Pacific time is when it goes on sale in Austin. Right. Uh, so we'll live stream from that. We're going to live stream uh, a little more on that Friday. Then our big coverage starts on Saturday. Uh, Leo will be doing the Tech Guy live from an Austin radio station. Uh, we'll be doing party coverage, you and I, mm -hmm. uh, and Leo and Lisa. We'll, we've got two teams. We're going to alternate uh, every half hour. And then, of course, the big day is Sunday at Momo's. Uh, if you haven't uh, checked it out yet, do try to get there early. Uh, One o'clock starts the tech guy. Four o'clock TNT. Uh, these are these are Central times. Uh, five o'clock is the uh, twit. is the twit the big show, uh, and then our meetup right afterwards, and then we go off to more partying. Yeah, and there'll be bands there. More party coverage, I mean. So if you come early, you get to see the band, but space is limited. Yes. Uh, it's not the hugest venue you've ever seen, so if you want to be part of it and you want to get a good seat, come early if you can. And also, uh, PAX East in Boston runs tomorrow through Sunday. So if you're in Boston, screw South by Southwest. Go to PAX East. You know, I have a feeling that their barbecue uh, joints are going to be a lot less crowded. And I envy them a little bit. Yeah, their barbecue joints aren't as good. They have better other food, though. Like right. Like beans. Italian. Yeah. Like better right. Italian, I meant Italian. Yeah. Like beans? Yeah, Boston. <laughs> Boston baked oh, beans. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, like beans. Boston known for its beans. It is. Okay. Off to the voicemail. 260-TND-SHOW is the uh, the uh, number to call, like Tony did. Hey, Tony from Michigan here. I really like your show. I usually listen to it the next day in my car, but I just had to come home after listening to Wednesday's show to see the famous spider hunt and kill. Oh. Don't let the arachnid lovers get you down. It was undoubtedly a glass blower spider. <laughs> I want you to go after your data. Keep up the good work. Bye bye. So true. If you don't Fair know what, put that spider here to upset me. If you don't know what Tony's talking about, uh, we we have a user who's created a a black and white horror film uh, version of this. Uh, this is what happened on yesterday's show. He's promised this. Oh my gosh, there's a spider on the table. Whoa. There's a spider on the table. Kill it, sorry. Kill it, Darren. Kill it. I can't talk. No worries. We are taking care of this. Oh my gosh! Gross. Ew, it's one of those really light. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 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 So <laughs> It's a short interlude, and yet I love the I love the horror film treatment to that. Very old time. Oh my gosh! That's hey. Live TV is embarrassing sometimes. You know? But cool. that's why you gotta love it. You've just made the best of show for next There year. you go. And that's what I meant to do. I put that spider there, actually. I work for Verifone. <laughs> All right. On to the email uh, to TNT at twit.tv. And we got a couple about the hotspot feature for the iPhone getting turned on. Josh from Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville's of the world unite. Says, I just wanted to get your thoughts on AT&T's pricing on the hotspot feature for the iPhone. I'm being told I have to drop my unlimited plan to add the tethering fee. I think I see Verizon Wireless in my future. So right now, you're grandfathered in with Unlimited, but AT&T doesn't sell one. But if you call AT&T and say, I'd like to get you know turn on my hotspot, they're like, no, you have to have a new plan for that? Chris, that think, sounds, that I, sounds I, rude. It is, but I think that uh, that was in the fine print when uh, 
they announced the last, uh, when they announced tethering was going to come to the iPhone. So he should have known about this, but it is rude. It's, it, he should have known they were going to be rude because they're AT&T. Uh, David also said, I woke up this morning to iOS 4.3 ready for download on iTunes. After the update, I dove into the settings. Lo and behold, there was that new Wi-Fi hotspot setting ready to be turned on. But wait, what's this? Yep, it's free for us lowly Rogers subscribers in Canada. So while Rogers likes beating us over the head with low bandwidth caps and bends us over the table, the ridiculously high-priced plans... At least they don't want to double dip on the iPhone data plans. <laughs> There's only so much for our Rogers customers will take. Yes, Rogers <laughs> knew that you were at your limit. But Rogers allows you to use the hotspot for free, and AT&T makes you ditch your unlimited plan. That sucks. Uh, my Verizon iPhone does not. No. Unlimited hotspot gloriousness. Yep. Although, I, although the speeds are slower. I would are. say your best bet is go buy a MiFi. You're always, you're you know? always on or the Wi-Fi Or an overdrive. Or that. You know? And then you can use your hotspot and just have it on a separate plan. Yeah. Uh, another, it is cheaper to do it through AT&T, though. But you lose your unlimited. Yeah, Unlimited is, I don't know, it's important for me. Maybe not everybody, it's important for me. Another email from Andrew. Hey, t, t crew. The other day you were talking about the top Facebook apps, and we're surprised that Windows Live Messenger was number two. This is because you can talk to people on Facebook chat from within Windows Live Messenger 2011, which is the most popular IM client on the planet, he believes, and the Hotmail website. So for this to work, it installs Windows Live Messenger app on Facebook. Within Facebook, the actual app isn't designed to be accessed from within Facebook. It just has to be installed so Windows Live Messenger can access all of your Facebook friends and combine them with your Hotmail Messenger contacts, if appropriate, and then you can Facebook chat with them directly from the client. It's really neat, as the Facebook chat interface is really quite horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think the Facebook chat interface is so horrible, but this is a really good point um, if you have a, a much larger community from outside Facebook, especially if you... I don't know. Well, apparently, you know, because we, when we saw that that list, we uh, we all assumed like I guess people are using uh, live chat in Facebook, but this says no. It's just the it just appears That's that just the way. way that it yeah yeah it's just a way for you to chat with Facebook people from MSN Messenger yeah, which is how a lot of IM clients work yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Chris Knoll, for uh, hanging out with us today. It's really good to have you. Let folks know uh, about your blogging for Intuit. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, blog.intuit.com. We write about small business and technology and all the good stuff. So if you're running a business, check it out. All right. Uh, bring, us, uh, bring us along with you tomorrow a little earlier. If you watch the live show, we will be uh, taping at noon Pacific. That's 3 Eastern because we all have to catch a plane and fly out to Austin for South by Southwest. Uh, so we will see you tomorrow on Tech News Today, and we will see you Sunday live from Austin at South by Southwest. That is at 4 o'clock Central Time. I'm getting so confused. 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and, and it's right after Pacific. Daylight Savings Time. So oh. you're never going to get there on time. I'm tired already. Twit.tv slash TNT, TNT at twit.tv or 260 TNT show. That's how to find us. We will see you tomorrow at noon Pacific. Sweet.